Hey, CJ, what's up? I came up with a great plan that uh, drinking beer is much more interesting than talking about all the other shit that we talk about. It's much <laughs> less effort. So I think we should just start making What's My Beer Again podcasts. Uh-huh. Sorry, are we making them in addition to or are we making them instead of? Well, my preference would be instead of. Well, actually, my preference would be just to drink the beer and not really do the podcast thing at all. But <laughs> it, at least in the interim, because I think it gives the opportunity to the people who are tuning in mainly for the, uh, for the What's My Beer Again components of What's My Age Again and are going, well, I'm here now. I may as well stick around for all this age-related shit. So if you just like the beer part, then this is for you. And what percentage of people do you think that might be? 11. <laughs> As you said to me last time, that's probably very um, optimistic. <laughs> no, 11%, not 11 people. <laughs> oh, fair. Well, that, that, that makes more sense. I like beer because it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you drink. I drink beer when I am sad because the beer, it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. This is me. And this is me. And welcome to... What's my beer again? How are we going to run this? Well, I think it's essentially just the What's My Beer Again segment from What's My Age Again, but without the What's My Age Again part. It's my way of going, let's make it less effort and less work. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So in that case, CJ, uh, what's your beer again? My beer again is a Hawker's Lunar Eclipse Hawker's and Cloudwater Collaboration Imperial Stout. Sounds very fancy. It is. It's a 10.5% alcohol. Holy crap. Uh, limited release, which is unfortunate. So I partially hope that I don't like it because if I do, it means that it's going to be very quick that I can't get it again. It's in my 440 mil can is 3.6 standard drinks. Bloody Nora. What's your beer again? Oh, my beer again. Um, because I've just come back from China, I thought I'd pick a, a beer that I was drinking over in China, uh, which is readily available in Australia as well, but it's uh, it's Qingdao, which, um, yeah, isn't how we would expect to say it because it's T-S-I-N-G-T-A-O. But I would I would have said previously before going to China, I would have called called it Tsingtao, mm. but it's Qingdao. Right. Okay, and it's, uh, it's their premium lager, which is 4.5% uh, unlimited release. They make as much of that shit as they possibly can. <laughs> Uh, it is apparently the most exported beer from China. Is the ex most exported beer in China like being the smartest person in Tasmania? Like, is, is there a lot of Chinese beer export going on? I think there is. They make a shit ton of the stuff. No, no, as in like, is there any other beers that China exports? Oh, yeah, no, this is not the, this is, this only has 12.5% of the internal market in China, but it's over 50% of the export market. Oh, right. So there are quite a lot of other beers in China. Perhaps they're called snow beer. I didn't get to drink snow beer when I was there, but um, and they had quite a lot of other beers. They were they were fine. I mean, I'm sure you would have drunk them and gone meh. <laughs> as as a beer for someone who just drinks it like a soft drink, which is how I drink it, it was it's fine. Right. So tell me about the label because you're going to have a fancy schmancy label. Yes, the lunar eclipse label. It's a um, it's got kind of a weird metallic. Taste? No, abstract art. I'm not licking the label. <laughs> not this time. It's described as lunar eclipse. 
In a joint effort with Manchester's Cladwater Brew Company, Solar Eclipse is one half of the two-part dichotomy representing an infrequent alignment of celestial bodies. Okay, sounds like bullshit so far. Well, the the two components of that, uh, somebody's clearly got a thesaurus, but also <laughs> Solar Eclipse, it, this isn't Solar Eclipse, it's Lunar Eclipse, so I don't really understand what they're doing. Anyway, infrequent alignment of celestial bodies, each, however, differing its contextual light. This imperial star embodies the night, hiding its secrets in the deep, opaque shadows, its darkness alluring. A soft, lush body gives way to a firm, underlying bitterness, <laughs> swallowing your palate into, the, into its abyss. Which leads me to our uh, additional segment, could this label be a Tinder profile? Huh. <laughs> Hi, I'm CJ. I have a soft, lush body that gives away to firm, <laughs> underlying bitterness. <laughs> Actually, that's disturbingly accurate. <laughs> there you go. Well, see, now, now Qingdao doesn't really go in for any of that bullshit. Bullshit? That's how much. The most obvious thing on this label uh, is pregnancy warning. <laughs> Alcohol can cause... Pregnancy. Can, well, that too. <laughs> but it also cause lifelong harm to your baby. Right. So don't give alcohol to your baby after out of it's come out of the womb. I think that's probably the answer to that. Also, I like the fact that they had to add lifelong to that because the warning just used to be alcohol can cause pregnancy, baby damage. Not quite. It wasn't quite as articulate as that. <laughs> yeah. But apparently people were going, ah, you'll get over it. The kid, they're resilient. <laughs> they had to be a little bit more specific. <laughs> So what's next on our list of things we're going to be going through with these beers? So I thought it would be interesting to uh, see what it sounds like when you open them. Okay. Well, you can go first. So I shall crack or crack it, crack the can. Crack a goldie. <clears throat> Bit of an anticlimax? Well, I think it'd be less of an anticlimax than my, me opening the bottle. Right. That was a real fizzle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure that this part of, of the, the podcast is going to uh, be a, a, an ongoing segment. No, no. It, it's a segment that's crying out for Viagra, I think. <laughs> Anything to make it interesting. So I'm just pouring it into my glass now. It's um, quite brown. Mine just has a uh, has a dark head like Satan at midnight. <laughs> is, that your, is that you or what's something off the can? <laughs> no, that's me. Uh yeah, so Hawker's, uh, Hawker's Brewing, if you're in the market for somebody to write your labels. Dark head like not. Satan at midnight. It looks a bit like the the head on it looks a bit like um, coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is probably because uh, I could do that and then you could see it. That won't help, that won't help our listeners, no. but I can see it. I can see what yeah. you're saying, yes. Yeah, so it's quite a, uh, a dark head. I'm not going to pour mine, but it looks exactly like you'd expect a weak <laughs> light lager to look. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so um, the style of your beard. Can you give us a bit of background on uh, the style? So of the style of this is an imperial stout, uh, often known uh, also as a Russian imperial stout. Oh. Because I'm a massive tool, I know why that is. <laughs> oh, please, please inform us. We, we need we need proof of your <laughs> tallness. I think I I think I've done a lot to establish that <laughs> in previous podcasts. Uh, so it comes from um, like the 1600s uh, and Catherine the Great in Russia. Is she the woman who had sex with her horse? Actually, that's not true. I believe it was a rumour that was spread about by people trying to discredit her 
But yes, that was the thing that was said at the time as Catherine the Great had sex with a horse. <laughs> but I digress. She was the Richard Gear of the 1600s. <laughs> had that beer get its head, don't ask. <laughs> yes, so I think she, she, uh, she came just after Catherine the Mediocre. Well, but at least she came. Uh, going down a bad path. Uh, so essentially she liked beer. And she liked, but she liked bold, stouty beer. Let me backtrack a little bit. So a an imperial stout or a Russian imperial stout essentially is a stout on steroids. So it's got lots more of everything. So your average right. stout might run about 6 7%. Um, and a Russian imperial stout or an imperial stout will, because it's got more more stuff in it. So it's kind of almost, it, it, it kind of almost means colloquially double stuff so it's got oh, okay. double all the things and the reason that it exists is because Catherine the Great when she wasn't blowing horses liked beer <laughs> as a palate cleanser <laughs> the, beer, the beer that she liked uh, was English beer I believe and so by the time the English dark beer got from England to Russia it was kind of flat and boring and tedious so they threw in a whole bunch of other shit So that by the time it got there, it still had all the flavour and taste. That sounds very similar to your India Pale Ale story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think that was the answer to everything. Everything brewing wise back then was just put more shit in. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so that's why it's called the Russian Imperial Stout and why it's stronger than normal stout. And it kind of, from what I what I found out, it disappeared pretty well until about thirty years ago when craft brewers started to bring it back. What's the style? Okay. Well, Chinese beers are typically light lakers, apparently. This oh. is my what my research is telling me. Uh, um, and, well, and the fact that I drank a few while I was there, but I'm sure I'm, that's not exhaustive. I drank a few um, recently. <laughs> yeah, well, that. Uh, <laughs> and the, but the reason apparently is because the, the domestic drinkers in, in China guzzle high quantities of beer while eating or singing karaoke. That's what um, the website I looked at told me. That sounds to me like that's a website that's just gone, Asian people look alike, don't they? What do you mean, Japan and China? Oh, no, the karaoke's big. Oh, the, the hotel I stayed at in, um, in, well, two of the hotels I stayed at had their own karaoke bars. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's big there. So oh. it's not just, I, I, I thought the same thing until I realised that it's just as big in China as it is in, in Japan. Oh, right. There um, okay, now, the last time I drank one of these Qingdao's was on the flight home from China. Uh, and I can't really say what happened for sure, but I know for a fact it didn't stop me getting COVID. So, right. so it is not a cure for COVID. <laughs> the brewer claims that the, the, premium, it's the signature premium lager undergoes, quote, unique and prolonged fermentation process to create crisp and refreshing beer with a multi aroma, mm-hmm. unquote. Right. Well, would you like to know how unique, CJ? Is it very unique? I think you could say it's extremely unique. <laughs> Does it involve horses? No. Okay. Okay, because uh, only last month, I think you'll be revolted. Well, I, you, had, you had me at the beer that you were drinking for that. <laughs> so only last month, uh, Chinese beer maker Qingdao acknowledged an investigation was currently underway into a viral video which showed a staff member urinating into a tank of malt. Uh, the video received tens of millions of views on social media and showed a uniformed man climbing over a wall and onto the tank of malt before urinating in it. 
Qingdao said the incident was reported at the first opportunity and that the batch of, batch of malt had been sealed off for use. <laughs> had been sealed off for a special release. <laughs> <laughs> Has notes of urine. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Oh. That could be part of the special prolonged fermentation process. Mm, now with more urine. But there's more. In 2005... The Global Times newspaper published an article claiming that 95% of Chinese domestically produced beer contained the chemical formaldehyde as a stabiliser. Uh, now, formaldehyde sounds sim- familiar. It's the same chemical that was used to preserve the rats we used to cut up in high school. Yeah, it's pumped into dead people, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, the Qingdao Brewery denied they used formaldehyde. Um, anyway, that was a long time ago, so I'm drinking it. Hopefully there's no formaldehyde or urine in this. But uh, that that uh, formaldehyde one is admittedly nearly twenty years ago. But right. the um, but the urine one was just last month in, on the thirtieth of October. So that's very re- recent news for the Qingdao Brewery. Uh, share price went down oh. on the, uh, as a result of that news. But what I would say about this beer, the taste reminded me of a beer that I pinched out of my dad's old beer fridge when I was 15. It just, you know how taste bring thing, brings mm, things mm, back? Yeah. Uh, I drink a reasonable amount of beer, not as much as you, but I drink a bit of beer. <laughs> I've, I've not had that feeling, that that sensation, but I was like, well, oh, that reminds me of when I was 15 and we'd, uh, my friends and I would would sneak a can of, I don't want to, I want to say DA, but I don't think it could have been, it was, that's an ale, so I don't think it would have tasted the same as this. Right. But a, a can of something down from the from the dad's beer fridge down into the the pool area and sort of just sipped away at it. Got a uh, solid can of beer from the beer fridge and then we went down to the west wing to the pool area and, and had <laughs> some illicit drinking until the maid caught us. <laughs> there were no maids. <laughs> Nor was there a west wing, but right. there was a pool area. Okay. I'm terrible at, at describing beer. Mm-hmm. So I th- looked at a, a website called ratebeer.com. And it describes uh, Qingdao beer as a beer that has a pleasant aroma and a well-balanced taste. As opposed to the people who drink it. Hardy ha ha. It has a high malty flavour and a well-hopped character. Qingdao was produced with spring water from Laoshan, a mountain area famous throughout China for the purity of its water. The domestically grown hops used to brew Qingdao are of such high quality, they are also exported to European breweries. Uh-huh. So there you go. Right. Um, would you like to hear my Tinder profile? Yes. So I, I, not, I had to actually look up what Tinder profiles look like because when I did my internet dating, there was no – well, it, it was available, but I didn't use it. So right. I looked it up to see it. I, I looked up a little website that had um, amusing Tinder profiles. Right. So I thought I would make my attempt at that. And it's only one, it's only one or two, two sentences. Right. My Tinder profile. I'm experienced and into water sports, if you know what I mean. I have a well-hopped character and am famous for my purity. Sometimes, lol. <laughs> That's possibly the most disturbing thing I've heard all week. <laughs> would you drink it again? Uh, yes, I would, if assuming that I can get it because it's limited edition. It's a little bit, um, it is a little bit bitter. Does it have a soft, lush body? Eh. Although a soft, lush body is probably um, the description of the drinker rather than the beer. It's not swallowing my palate into the into its abyss, I have to say. No. no. Who wants that? That's true. Yeah, because I may need it again. 
Although, from a Tinder profile perspective, I can swallow your palate into my abyss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> so, CJ, would you like to rate your beer in any any particular way? Would you like to give it a rating out of 10 or 5 or whatever? whatever. You can judge it on any criteria you like. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to give it four out of five burps. Okay, nice. Four out of five burps. Mainly because I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's less science behind that scale than you would think. It's just more the fact that I just burped. Okay, so you're not rating it against other thing, things that have made you burp. No, you may have identified a fatal flaw in my rating system. Well, I'm going to rate mine four out of five pregnancy warnings. <laughs> and one out of five buckets of urine. <laughs> As in, there's not enough urine in there for you? Well, no, like, not that there's not enough, but the more urine there is, the more the more urine it rates. Okay, right, because that, that's how ratings traditionally work. The, more, the higher the rating is. If you like your beer to taste like piss, then four out of five buckets of urine is, is fantastic. And I rate it four out of five formaldehydes. <laughs> and that's for people who, who don't want their bodies to decompose after death. Exactly. See, that's it's, plan, it's forward planning. It's organized. It's being organized. I suppose we should get on with the rest of our episode. Yes, I think. Oh, actually, hang on. Um, there is no rest of the episode. Oh, that's true. I, I, forgot, the... I forgot about that. This is just the. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, how do we sign this thing off? Uh, this is him, and that's her. Say goodbye, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Scott. What's my beer again? What's My Beer Again was brought to you by Colin Calls the Help Desk, an irreverent tale of corporate life, and light bulb moments in human history from Cave to Coliseum, which is out now on audiobook. <laughs>